Okay, great. Here we go. Three, two. Yeah. Finally. That made up for last week. Oh, shit. That made up for last week. Hold on. Week. You know what I think I just screwed up, by the way? Your mic? No, it works. All right. Well, that's perfect way to start the... <laughs> you guys. I was panicking. I just... I did... But you can't reverse a beer crack. So I was like... No. I probably could have handled that intro a tad better. <laughs> if I'm being honest. Honestly, this feels like it's going to be a weird one. I just want yeah. to start by saying that this one, well, based on the pre-show, panic. Oh yeah, yeah, and... we're we're off and running. It's um, it's an early. We're recording a little earlier, right? Like in the week. Yeah. Shout so, out producer Matt. Um, going to Coachella. Thoughts and prayers to producer Matt. I would not thrive there. I don't think I would thrive. Have I, you ever been to like a music festival? Um, like yeah, like like half my age ago uh like not recently Summerfest okay. up in milwaukee big fan yeah no i've heard of that one but I don't, i'm a big like i don't really country like music person people. so you don't I'm, like people is that I, what you said? I, yeah like i shouldn't say that That's i fair. love i love people crowds you do love though, people. large crowds not necessarily my scene you like, hate large crowds actually something i've like learned about you is when like there is like clutter or crowds i'm thinking back to when we went down to go in the field for the last the game this year i'm the like I'm out. and you're like you're like i have to get out of here i'm going back up um so yeah not large crowds not really a thing um i went to stagecoach in 2019 pre-covid yeah um thrived i gotta tell you i <laughs> i enjoy it for someone who has like severe anxiety and like loves to be in control and plan everything i very much thrive in a country music day drinking festival setting oh i love day drinking i love a lot of the things you just said there i just love yes. it on like like my backyard with like four or five of people versus like a bunch of like very sweaty <laughs> like hundred thousand yeah i don't um but but i'm that being said i love tailgates but tailgates normally are like it's uh, it's like dispersed it's spread yeah you've got your own little like i crowds. can go i can convene into a pocket um, that's an interesting but, thing. I never really did a self-assessment of this until right now. No, yeah. Yeah. But producer Matt is like, he's the most go with the flow dude. And so I know he's just going to thrive and have oh, a great yeah. time. So we're no, recording no. early so he can edit early and get there on time and not miss a minute of Coachella, which I will watch via the internet because it's always on the internet. Is there, do you know any of the acts? Do you, do people even call them acts anymore? Is that an old thing to say? <laughs> Like, what do you like? The X, like the headliners. The, yeah, I mean, go. like, I know of them all, and like, I listen to some of the music, but like, a lot of I'm not someone who would like ever pretend that I know like the small print people on the, the poster. Um, but I listen to it and I'll watch like the live streams because I get FOMO, but like, I definitely it's a different vibe for me than country music. I know a lot more about that, and I, that's more my lane. I'm very old. Coming apparent. This what kind year. of music do you listen to? I don't think we've ever you, talked about this. You know, it's funny. I just had this conversation with a friend. I actually don't really listen to music anymore. Um, now, what? there there is an exception to this. When I okay. fly, I listen to music. It is the only time now I listen to music. It's really weird. Now, do you want to know my normal flying routine? It is a healthy dose of Mac Miller. Just Mac Miller over and over and <laughs> over again. And the that's amount of on brand that is. Well, and it's all downloaded like to my, you know, to my Spotify. Uh, and that's uh -huh. it. I always forget to download stuff. I don't yeah. even like listen to podcasts anymore. I don't know what's 
happened to me? Like, um, yeah, I, I don't know what I do. I I should do more of it, but I don't. I listen to music 24-7. Like, I have to be listening to music. Like, I do not do silence. Like, anything that I'm, when I'm working, there's music on. When I'm, like, going to sleep, there's music Working out would be something. the other exception, by the way. Yeah, and then I, I'll occasionally listen to, like, audiobooks on the plane. But I'm not someone who likes to, like, watch things on airplanes. I don't know why. Like, I don't like downloading a show because I feel, like, violated. Like, I want to watch it in my own space. Oh, no. I'll um, watch, I'll watch like, Inception for the 40th time. Um, yeah, see, I don't, I don't like watching things. I'd rather listen to something, kind of like try and relax. Um, Mac but, Miller, by yeah. the way, is fabulous. The entire Mac Miller catalog, gone way too soon, is like yes, it is the perfect flying. Um, did I tell you my flight? I told the flight story last time. I'm still shook by my turbulence home from Vegas. Like, yeah, you. you I still, think you're a little traumatized. I, 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 I think you're a little still, traumatized. I dreamed. I had a dream about it the other night. And I'm not normally like the turbulence. You're not normally like a PTSD the, guy. The, the old guy grabbing my arm has stuck, like really stayed with me. So I'm interesting. Not and again, I could get on a flight right now and it'd be wonderful. It is 77 yeah. degrees right here. By the way, it would be a wonderful day to fly. Um, but yes, Mac Miller was playing in my ears at that point, and that. Maybe I need to no, expand. You're you're shaming me into liking more music again. Yeah, and also like maybe listen to our podcast every week at least. See, I <laughs> okay. Well, this is another interesting topic. I'm this way with video too. I have a hard time re-listening or re-watching myself because I'm very critical. I know you're critical of yourself too. So like, yeah. I'll listen and I'll be like, "Why the fuck am I making that face?" Or like, I, I "Why can't... why would I say why after introing the pod would I panic and click on my <laughs> microphone immediately? That's bad." So I have a hard time doing it, like, in that You know this about me, but, like, I watch literally everything we've done. Like, we get off of our live stream on Sunday, and I rewatch the live stream afterwards. Like, I... Is it I good? will listen to... What? Is it good? Do you enjoy are it? Are we good at this? Yeah, we are actually pretty good at this. Or is it I just think we're... Stammering. Sometimes I think stuff, like, seems not natural, and then when I, like, watch it back, I'm like, we're hilarious. So this basically, is this is act. us just pumping ourselves up. Yeah. Uh, this is not a hack. This is just how we are. For better um, or worse. We should... Yeah, for better or for worse, we should talk about sports. That's why we're here. Um, the Masters weekend that was like a bunch of start and stops, but we finally got some goodness at the end of it on Easter Sunday. Thoughts initially on um, John Rom winning little, the Masters. So I have two glaring takeaways. A little heartbroken. Um, oh, that lies in it. I had. Um, $75 on Brooks Kepka at 40 to 1 to win. Uh, I had some other golfers too, uh, okay. not John Rahm. And I, this is an interesting gambling story. I won't get too deep, but like I normally will bet with a non, well, I was betting on DraftKings and I was okay. like, I'm trying to hedge. I'm looking for ways to do it. I'm looking for like the cash out options. I was exploring all possibilities here. The weird thing that screwed me up, so Kepka was up four. And yeah. then they restarted, and it was like instant two-stroke swing, like right there, like boom, bogey, birdie, like first butts. And then yeah. I got out of sorts, and I just kind of hung on to it, and I didn't make any money. Uh, I wasn't heartbroken, I guess, too much, because by the end, it was like Rom, who I really like, deserved it great. Uh-huh. Oh, that was a great opportunity to win some money, though. Like, and, and It was. Brooks, I, you know, Brooks wasn't disinterested. He looked disgusted. By like the middle yeah. of the fourth round, you knew that he knew he didn't have it. And 
I knew that he knew he didn't have it. And then you, it was like that first tee shot on one in this last round yeah. was like, that was my tee shot. Not good. So, um, heartbroken first and foremost, but happy for Rom because he's a good dude and he's amazing. And there was no fluke there. That dude just came out and he kind of steamrolled everybody. Yeah. No, that was, it's tough for me because he went to ASU. So I try not to root for people that go to ASU. But in terms of like, okay, also like a live guy being in it. And then also Phil was crawling back in it. And I was like, oh my gosh, worst, worst case scenario would be Phil. Please, I'll take John Rom. I will take Crazy. John Rom. Please just give it to John. Um, yeah, I, I thought it was great. I think I saw that it was the most watched Sunday round of golf saw that too. in like the last five years. So that's positive for the sport. I think um, maybe there was a little to do with the fact that like Brooks Kepka was in it and the live conversation. I know we said it was a nothing burger, but maybe there is some some legs to that. And I think people, you know, are rooting against those guys not to win and then obviously rooting for, you know, PGA Tour guys to win. Um before even the weekend, just a dagger to the heart um, watching Rory play. I just, he needs, he should play Augusta like once a month for well, a couple tried, years and just. He's tried everything. He's not played it and then he played it a lot and then. Um, it's just, it ain't working, it's his man. kryptonite. It it's is. legitimately his kryptonite and it it literally breaks my heart. Ugh, I was so devastated. I, uh, it is amazing I really wish Kepka was still on the tour because, and you still get the major stuff, but somebody made a good point on Twitter that like ne next year is his last year as it stands right now with points of like an exemption to Augusta. And that could be it, which with Kepka. Now, who knows what this is going to look like in a year and how they're going to treat this, et cetera. But uh -huh. uh, he's a great character. He is a great character in the show that is golf because he's, yeah. he's, a different he's built differently literally and he's cocky in a good way and he just has a swagger about him that like a lot of these guys don't have i like watching him play i didn't like watching him fold uh on yeah. sunday but i like watching him play and yeah the live thing was an interesting story phil has sucked for the better part of two years but there's something yeah. about this place we talked about last week that if you play this course well speed is the same way like and, and and both of these guys have had some really interesting moments at the course they're out of contention and then they just go blitz and get like, I think like 18 birdies combined or 16 birdies combined on Sunday. Crazy. That was fun. It was fun to watch both of those guys kind of flirt with being in it. Yeah. Good way to kick off major season. Looking forward to kind of what's next to come. It I, was interesting to see though, too, like the, the conversation around Brooks and if he like regrets the decision to go to live, but even if he did one, he couldn't say it. And two, he, there's no chance he could li uh, like leave. I was, I heard that like basically their contracts for live, they have to pay like double to triple to quadruple yeah. what they were paid to be on tour to leave early. So, and I, I mean, he said multiple times he knows what he got into, but that's, that's kind of crazy to think. Cause I think we thought it was just as simple as like, oh, if the PGA lets them back, you know, on tour, then it'll be fine. But it's like, actually, that's not as simple as that. They have to talk about live, be involved in live. And I don't even know if they, can play for the PGA Tour if they were to allow them to do that as well. He, um, I would think not. No, and I think, you know, again, who knows what will happen if they'll bridge these two things together or not. Um, probably not with okay. the current leadership by any means uh, yeah. at, at, at Live. But he did kind of allude to his health and that if he was healthier, he may have yeah. made a different decision. And I found that fascinating, very open. 
Um, also, I, it's I've got weird how. Sorry. No, go, go ahead. ahead. No, you go first. I was going to say it's just strange how like vulnerable he's willing to be publicly. Like I just never would have pegged Brooks as a guy that was like gonna give us what he gave us on um, Full Swing in terms of like information and access. And he's always been a guy that we've like put the label of like he doesn't seem to care. It seems like there's a little bit more to him than we thought. I mean, I had a soft spot for him already, but I think I sort of have a soft spot for him in terms of like live guys. Like he's somebody that I wish maybe didn't make that call. I've got three takeaways um, that are very random. Um, Mm -hmm. And I'll start with the most random one, which is the trees falling. Um, Oh my gosh. So I was putting, my, my dad was in town. I'm putting together a new, we're putting in a new screen door, right? We're out of the room, we're drinking beer. And my daughter comes in, she goes, dad, why are trees falling? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, like funny. And she's like, no, like, look. And I turn and there it is. And I'm like, oh my God. The, there was at least one person that somehow avoided major injury yeah. or death somehow miraculously. That was scary as shit. Um, and thank God no one has, I've never, that was yeah. like surreal. We were all standing around the TV just in complete silence for that. That was like, completely surreal moment it's crazy too because like they put so much time and effort into the like the grounds there that like that has to like be a thought process of like okay we got to make sure the trees are good but like you don't ever think that it's just gonna come up like that like that was insane um and i'm glad everyone was okay but that was a wild part of the the beginning part of the tournament my rant number two uh, not a rant (laughs) not a rant i'll save rant for rant thought last one my thought master's app is world class Mm-hmm. Um, it is the best. I was, stri- I mean, did you listen to the AI commentary at all on the Masters app? So if you track a player- I heard some of it from just Twitter stuff, but it, I mean, it, it wasn't was terrible. Fun. No, it wasn't terrible. It's funny. Uh, but It's funny. In, it's, it's like humorous because it's like, it's so like structured. It, if you're betting on golf and you want it, like I favorited all my guys and I could track every shot. It's just a masterclass of presenting sports in the new era. So that, mm-hmm. that would be my second thought. My last, was that your stomach, by the way? Yes, I was hoping you didn't hear it. <laughs> I, that, no, I heard it the first time too, and I was like, let's let it's that It's been like fly. 10 times, uh, sorry. No, it's great. I okay. eat, I swear. Uh, yes. Um, <laughs> it's a staple on this show. My last rant is pace of play. Um, I think I've watched a lot of baseball the last uh-huh. couple of weeks, more, and I really like the pitch clock. I can't yes. believe how quickly I'm watching baseball. I think it would behoove golf not to go that extreme, but like Patrick Cantley, it was bad, and everyone was pissed off. Victor yeah. Hovland like is just like playing his own round, like screw this. Like they have to. I think it would be like it was like a five hour round, right? Uh-huh. Um, I love it. I can watch golf for forever. The pace of play was pretty bad and distracting, yeah. and and kind of hindered the presentation. I think golf has to figure out a way to address it in more meaningful techniques and ideas than they have right now. Cause it's getting a little bad out there. Not for everybody, but certainly for some, but for some people, yes. no, I agree. Um, on the baseball front, I will say, um, there is a stadium that did move the beer cutoff to the eighth inning because games are going faster. People are getting less time to drink beer. Most, um, ballparks have like a seventh inning situation Shocking. where you get cut off and they're, they are going to start moving it back. I think in a lot of stadiums. So be it, on the lookout for that. And also just remember that when you go to a baseball game, then it's faster. So you need to make sure you're 
Maybe get there a little early. Um, is it shocking that Wisconsin was leading the charge? That's a state that no, really has has uh, has really got the whole beer drinking thing down to a science. Um, yes, but the Masters is awesome. Actually, golf is awesome. I'm really really pumped that it's only early April because we have so much goodness left. Oh, last last takeaway, Tiger. Um, hard to watch, and we talked yeah. about him sounding mortal and. Uh, how much longer do you think he's going to do this shit? Like, yeah, I, I love Tiger, but I think the end is near, and I don't think he's yeah. going to wait around for any of this bullshit. I think when it's time, it's time, and it certainly feels like we're getting to that point. Yeah, I think we might get, like, one more year. Like, like a, I think it's even that close. And then you'll have Charlie going, like, near-ish college, and hopefully he's building. he'll build golf courses and follow him around, and that will be it. But I... The visual of him limping around was like, like, yeah, cut right to the soul. So, Tiger, I don't want Tiger to be done. Me neither. But for what it's it, worth, I want it to be forever. So, I know. So, just but that like Nick Saban, I want Nick Saban to coach football forever, okay. and I want Tiger Woods to play golf forever. Squeezed a Saban reference into this somehow. Well done. Had to. Um, we actually have some football stuff to talk about. Yes. Kind of. Um, the one of which I, well, this you are very excited about is stoked uh cliff kingsbury back he is in a, college football in college football a senior offensive analyst for usc right mm -hmm. he's basically going to work with the quarterbacks um yep. so okay I, well first immediate thoughts you are a resident uh, cliff kingsbury correspondent what are your thoughts on this i think this is great i love that he's back from thailand I don't care that he's going to be coaching against my team on a regular basis, at least for next year. Um, I love that he's just going to be an analyst, so it's really not that big of a lift. He'll be in L.A. and get to do L.A. things. He'll get to hang out with his best friend, Sean McVay, um, and hang out with their supermodel girlfriends slash wife. And, yeah, I'm happy for him. I'm glad that he um, decided to make a comeback to football and decided to take some of those phone calls that were coming his way um, initially when he was let go at Arizona. So I think this move is, I, I love that all these like super offensive geniuses probably just have like a group chat going. And that's how I envision mm -hmm. it. And like, hey. Yes, me too. You want to come live in California? I know you're getting paid a huge buyout. And like, you could work with yeah. the number one pick in the draft for a year. And we'll yeah. get you back on your feet. You'll be the offensive coordinator at some point And like, you know, you could just hang. And uh -huh. so somebody on Twitter, though, said something, and I forget who it was last night. They said, what is, like, what has Cliff Kingsbury done to warrant opportunities? And I don't mean to shit on Cliff Kingsbury. No, excellent question. I actually thought about this. My answer to them was Patrick Mahomes' question mark. Now, you could argue, like, Patrick Mahomes is a enormous resume boost, but they were very shitty with Patrick Mahomes, like, or or not very good. So, how do we? Yeah. What do we? What do we think of the Cliff Kingsbury catalog, the football catalog, right now? I think you can put Johnny Manziel in there too. Fair. Again. On a college football scale, that's a, that's in football. I mean, again, like, not everyone is. I mean, I guess it's fair to say that he hasn't really done much. Pro level, yikes, we'll forget about it. But look at another Nick Saban reference just right here. Oh. Some people are not meant for the pros, you know? And well, I think... 
but some people are meant, meant for, in for college, college either. I I think that I think he's a great OC. He's like a two million dollar yeah. OC. Like, but I I just am really curious what the trajectory. He I don't know how old is he. Early forties. He can't be much 41, older than me. One, I think. Okay, so he's got made a lot of money and done a lot of things. He's forty-one. He could theoretically uh-huh. coach for thirty more years if he wanted to. Then he would be on the Nick Saban path, right? That's where he is in his coaching, um, like his coaching career. I am very curious. What you think he'll get another head coaching job in college? Yeah, and I think uh, it'll be a big one too. The allure is still so high. It is like I. It, this sounds bad, but like we've seen it happen time and time again. Like I mean, we joked that he would end up at like Alabama, and like he's going to kind of arguably the next best thing, and not ne- not necessarily the next best thing. But oh no, for him right now, like can, there's no better fit. Like there's... yeah, like this made sense. Although to be fair, he was the offensive coordinator at USC before, so he's coming. He's returning to USC. I think it is like if you're. For 24 hours, however long that was. Well, I think it is actually, you know, for USC, I think this is a nice little thing to say from a recruiting standpoint or however uh-huh. you want to, you know, weaponize this. Like, hey, and by the way, we have this guy. He worked with Kyler Murray. He worked with Patrick Mahomes. While we yeah. can kind of like, we could we could pick that apart, the message, if we want to. There is some incredible experience and hands-on with like some very – like some some players that are being idolized right now by high school kids, yeah. without question. I mean, that's that's powerful. It, I mean, that whoever asked like what he's done in the college football realm, definitely a valid question. I think we could ask that about a lot more people that get jobs in college football. Like there are certain people that really have hung around the sport that have not really proven anything for oh, loads you. of time. Um, but Left it is defender. interesting to like to act, but to actually think about it. Like, look, there's like you said, there's a draw though for him in terms of. And that's sort of what the sport is going towards a little bit more. Like, if you have a head coach that can manage things, you want the flashy pieces around you to be able to recruit. And that's sort of what this is, I think, in my opinion. Won seven games with Patrick Mahomes is a highlight. I think he won seven games. Um, to be fair, that team was not. All right, you know what? We're not... doing this. Coverage. Wow, you are you are all you're def- I get it. I Patrick, I'm gonna go. Patrick was so good in college. I watched games t- just to watch him throw the football. All right, so he's forty. I think that's why I have a soft spot is because if you watch that offense, it was actually really fun to watch because they just like chucked it. I mean, and they let Patrick do whatever he wanted. Um, it was amazing. Okay. All right, so we have opened up the Cliff Kingsbury Wikipedia because that seems like the right thing to do. First and foremost, college statistics. He threw oh. for nine, 95 touchdowns oh. and 40 interceptions. Not bad. Wow, so that person didn't even consider his playing days. Rude. Um, so, at Texas Tech, um, he was 35 and 40. 19 and 35 in conference. He did win seven games with Patrick. Oh, he won eight games one time. Eight and five, four and eight, seven and six, five and seven, six and seven, and five and seven. And then got named a head coach of the Cardinals. That is such a fucked up career path, but whatever. Cardinals. It's hilarious. Like, he wasn't even supposed to get that job in the first place. 5, 10, like, and he 1. I'm sorry. Yo, wait, well, real quick. 5, 10, and 1, 8, and 8, 11, and 6. They started off like 9, and 0 that year, I think. And then 4, and 13, and then fired. So there it is. So you're right. He was not supposed to get that job, but he did. 
And yeah, now he's... I, I wish he would have stayed as the, the offensive coordinator Do you, at do USC. I, like, all right, I guess if you're him, I don't know what his buyout was. It was probably a lot. I'm sure it's on here somewhere. Come on, Wikipedia, don't let me down. But, like, wouldn't you, I don't know, want to go spend some time in Thailand, more time with your supermodel girlfriend? No. Like, Cliff just... doesn't strike me as the type that wants to spend lots of time doing anything other than talking about football and coaching football. I have some comments that I'm going to keep to myself. He's a football guy. Uh, yeah, he, he likes football. All right. He likes football. He, Look, I he he was he's probably been in Thailand. When did he get fired? He's been in Thailand for a while. He took a he bought a one way ticket and wasn't answering phone calls, so he took I, some time off. The Graham, but like Graham also, I understand. Says otherwise, okay. The Graham says Cliff. <laughs> Cliff is. I mean, the fucking picture of him watching the draft, like it's a GQ ad. Like, I think mean, Cliff. Like, and God bless him for it, man. Like, Cliff is. I think he knows how to have a maximum good time. He is maximizing having a good, great life as a football coach. Yep. But Nick we'll Saban that. is a football guy. <laughs> Nick Saban is a football guy and probably has been his whole life. Just because, okay, but to be fair, this is like the new generation of football guy. Okay? Not everyone is built like Nick Saban. The new generation, the Lincoln Rallies, the Deion Sanders... The they pay attention to other things. They're football see, guys. See, it's I, just think in Lincoln, a different I think generation. Lincoln Riley is a football guy. I think he's a big dork with an awesome wine cellar. And I mean yeah, that. Yeah, he in also a best took a job way. in LA and has a massive house and wears Jordans and like dresses he, nice. Okay, but I think you think that he's not worried about what he's wearing and the things he's tweeting and being popular amongst I, the youngins. No, I no, think no. I think that he is. Like it's a like the the move to LA was not natural for Lincoln Riley. If Cliff goes I think to it LA, was. I oh, think it was. Oh, I think he's a great football coach, so he could wear it. But I no, like I don't think it was. I think he wears it well now. But I think some of that life, it's probably got to be acquired. Cliff as the coach of USC, no nah, man. Like, uh, I think it's I think it's different. I do agree with you that the new age football guy. Is different, but like, but like Ryan Day is a new age. We're going to talk about in a second. Ryan Day is a new age football guy. I don't. He lo that guy. That man just loves football and yeah. dyeing his beard. Uh, that's it. He dyes his beard. Oh, he has to. That thing is the color of like a stuffed animal. That that <laughs> can't that can't be real. That has got to be. I mean, be... I. I. I don't think that he does, but I now I'm now I'm questioning everything I've ever known. It's do oh, you yeah. think he dyes his beard? It is it is the like the it's like a black hole of a beard, like it has to be. If that's natural, God bless him. I mean, I mean, if anything wasn't natural, I was going to say it's his rosy cheeks and that he uses rare beauty blush, which I tweeted okay. during the season, by the way. Um, that's hilarious. But. Wow, I I've never thought of that. Now I'm going to be on the lookout for any signs that he dyes his beard. I do have a Ryan Day thing I wanted to talk about. There's a story on ESPN. Perfect segue. Heather, yeah, there you go. Heather Dinich did it, and I find this interesting because Gene Smith, okay, who has been around and and like every every like six months I think says something meaningful, was did like a pretty interesting interview with uh, ESPN, and he said that Ryan Day he's my CEO. I want to revisit that in a second. Here's another quote. My standards are high. Our team standards are high. This is Smith. 
So we talk about how do we get better and how to make sure we are able to win the championship we aspire to win. We look at each individual contest that got in that way. We're trying to figure out what's the strategy to mitigate that. What, when we lose, it's highly disappointing. But I break things down and look at things objectively, and we have good conversations about what we need to do better. Now, this is wild. It's a good, it's a good story on a variety of fronts. Ohio State, you and I have talked about this. They, like, never lose. But when they lose, it is the end of uh, – it's almost Alabama losing, but, like, they haven't won at the Alabama level. Like, yeah. Ohio State is expected to win every single game. And when they've lost the last couple of years, they've lost spectacularly. Michigan and then Georgia, right? Um, yeah. And some other things in between. Now, that's part of it. The other part of it is he's my CEO. I think that this is where football is heading. I actually love that quote. Because when you see like Marcus Freeman at Notre Dame, when he got introduced, he was like, I'm going to recruit. And yeah, I coach defense, but I'm going to figure it out. I think as we enter this new era... I think him like removing himself from play calling duties, which he's going to do this year, right? Like, I okay. think that the CEO label is going to is going to become more and more prominent, and really, it's what Arizona State tried to do with Herm very clumsily. It did not work. Oh. I think if you do it right and you have the right infrastructure at a place like Ohio State, where you can just spend two million dollars on assistant coaches easily, you can do it well. I'm curious though what you think because he's a great play caller, right? And if it doesn't go well, it, it could end very poorly. Yeah. I think we've talked about this a lot where like there is a fine line. I think you still have to be involved in some capacity, but I think when things are going right, that's the easiest fix and the most like tangible, especially for like boosters and guys that are in these situations where like something has to change immediately or you do lose your job. But I don't know. It is kind of risky to give that much power and delegate that much to someone else with your job centrally online. Yes, it's theirs too, but it's more so you publicly. Um, but I, but I think you're right. I think especially as there's like more responsibility and there's more to manage now that there's NIL transfer portal, um, which by the way in college basketball is insanity right now. Um, but. Yeah, I, I see it moving towards that, but I also think there's still, again, we're going to use football, guys. I Drink, if you're drinking during this podcast, drink every time we say football, guys. Um, you'll be drunk by the end of it. Um, I think football guys are not going to want to give up that stuff, kind of like Jimbo. I mean, we've talked about that at nauseum, but I mean, I think it's just give up where, the sticks. I, um, I, I, you know, I don't know. I think it'll, like Lincoln Riley will probably hang on to play calling duties and do his thing because that's what he does um, mm -hmm. until it until it, it it doesn't work. I, I think I it just, depends on the coach. Like genuinely, that's what it comes down to. It's like it, it depends on the coach. But it, it's just fascinating. The other part of this story that I find hilarious, and it's just one little quote at the end of the first paragraph. It's that mm -hmm. we talked about everything from personal to play calling, and quote what. They, what uh, they need to do better. So like Ohio State, who has been like the outside of a handful of programs, is the team that everybody would love to be. There's still like there is so much fucking pressure at this job to win. It, it's yeah. really strange. It has probably more pressure. Ryan Day has more pressure on him right now than any coach, I think, in college football. Yep. Right. Like because if it goes south at any point, you have a new quarterback You've got a new offensive line. Um, you're replacing, you know, you've still got a great wide receiver. You've got some great players. But if they lose two games, the hot seat talk has already started. Um, what is it? What's it going to be if they lose two games? 
Like, mm. holy shit. I just find the whole situation there uh, somewhat toxic and absolutely fascinating from a, from, and I mean so toxic, toxic, not in a bad way. I I just think culturally there is such toxic, an expectation. not in a bad way. No, well, not in that way. Toxic in football, like, like Bobby Petrino, right? I don't want to associate that. That's uh, not what I mean toxic. I think the connection between fan and program is toxic uh, yes. right now. I, I do. So we can do most toxic fan bases as a fun little. I think they're number one. I think they're number one. Really? I think they're broken too right now because they just got absolutely fucking worked yeah. by Michigan twice and then lost horribly to Georgia. Horribly. I can't believe they lost that game. I lost so much fucking money on that game too, betting on life. God damn it. I want to win that Broke game ass so championship game. God. Both those two teams, Michigan and Ohio State, really screwed things up. Fucking that championship game. Somebody, uh, uh, this is just a quick tangent. Um, uh, I hadn't seen somebody in a while, and I hadn't talked to them in a while, and they're like, how about that yes. championship game? They got that today. And I'm like, oh, I don't really want to talk about it again. Like, yeah, we're I months raced removed. from my mind how bad we're that was. We're months removed from that So there, there's the Ohio State uh, conversation for this podcast. Now, yes. More importantly, moving on to better conferences. Yours, Pac-12, CW, Collision Course. Your thoughts? Okay, so I I think it was like a Friday or a Thursday. I don't even know what day of the week it was. I see this tweet come across that the Athletic is reporting that the Pac-12 is looking to sell a small package of games to the CW. And I've been a very big advocate of keeping the Pac-12 together. I've been a big advocate of, okay, we can divide this up and get some good money out of this TV deal. I don't want to join the Big 12. I saw that, and I legitimately was like, forget it. We'll go to the Big 12. I don't care. Like, this is so embarrassing. I, It's so horrible. Like, talk about toxic. Like, this is so embarrassing. Like, we are not only losing two of the premier programs that were in our conference— but now we're going to be the laughing stock of all of college sports because we're going to the CW. Like, look, I don't get me wrong. I love One Tree Hill. Shout out the CW for One Tree Hill oh, and keeping that going. But like, are you joking? This is it. I I legitimately had to check to make sure it was real. Like, this is live golf status embarrassing in terms of TV deal. The quality is better than what we're getting out of live golf. I can't I, believe that it's that embarrassing that we are going and it's in there. I think it was a small selection of football games, but even more embarrassing for like a basketball program like Arizona like that. This is disgusting. And I take back everything I said about the Big 12. We can join the Big 12 and split it up evenly. Um, Kansas and Arizona should get more basketball money. And I rest my case like that's it. I was okay. so mad. And also, let me, sorry, we're just getting really worked up over here. I'm the like last this. part of this is that college football um twitter was in mid-season form after i tweeted this this went crazy people responding people arguing in my comments about whether the big 12 or the pac-12 was a more superior conference talk about like a battle of the losers like are you kidding me like stop arguing which one of us is a better conference it's pretty it's about even really i understand in terms of big 12 making playoff games and things like that much more exciting in football but still it's about even in terms of like okay you also have two premier programs leaving your conference as well you're adding group of five teams. Nothing wrong with that. Glad there's people moving into the Big 12. But the arguments in the comments were like mid-peak CFB Twitter of just arguing which conference is better. And 
like also the best is people talking about TV deals like they know what's actually happening. And it's it was chef's kiss of just pure off-season chaos that was caused by me just being like, I lied. We can join the Big 12 Conference. I'm sorry for what I said. And it just blew up. Um, anytime you're in the CW conversation, um, it's not good. Now, oh, I'm gonna, wait, go, you go into rant. I'm going to pull up the tweets so I can read some of the responses to this because uh, they were really good. I want to give credit where credit's due. I'm going to turn this into a positive. If I'm the Pac-12, okay. I go back to ESPN. I See, the Pac-12 to me is still very valuable programming because I do think it there's is. a large collection of sickos who want Pac-12 after dark. Um, yes. Like, it's great programming. Late night, Friday night, Saturday night, whatever they need to do. Um, I still think, you know, you lose your two flagships. I still want to see Oregon and, and Utah play football. Like, they're still good games. Yeah. So I think if I'm the Pac-12, I re-engage ESPN or whomever, and I say, okay, the price tag has come down. But for them to be relevant, I know it matters, like, what they're going to get paid. That's huge. But if they go somewhere, like, a streaming only or whatever it's going to be, it's, yeah. it's not going to go well. It's not. But what? Yeah, because at what cost? Like, if you're on the CW, no one's going to want to come play in the Pac-12. Like, that will genuinely have it's, an it's, impact it's on that. It's the death. It's the death. It is. Yes, it's the it kiss is. of death to be like that. Okay, let me read some of the tweets. This is in quotes. From the people that brought you Riverdale and Nancy Drew comes Pac-12 Network. Um, following Dawson's Creek reruns, you can watch Arizona versus Arizona State. These oh, are God. so... This These are, I mean amazing can't wait for the facebook reels or tiktok contract to get approved nothing like watching a pac-12 game in 90 second blocks <laughs> oh my god it's no it's bad it's but if you go uh, to the cw you you die like you do like <laughs> the conference's broadcasting blunders are going to die on one tree hill like seriously they could you look can thank you, you imagine, i want i envision you watching arizona cal at like 10:15 Eastern time at night on the CW app and just being completely sad so about mad. it. So mad. Yes. Um sorry Arizona so sorry Cal. It's just I yeah. it's the first two teams I that I came It's up. okay. It's okay. Um, We're okay. I mean uh, nothing is more embarrassing than this. Like I like you know the like memes where people like draw the clown face on them like that's how I feel about our conference right now. It's embarrassing. We need to figure it out. Like figure it out or Arizona leave and go somewhere else. Um Another college football. It's heavy for what it's been. College football news. We we are getting a new. We are getting a new Uga. Yes, like a, a ten month old bulldog. God bless Uga. I don't. I know we could feel different. We can disassociate ourselves with George's run and just this yes, lovely mascot and his bag of ice. Right, like God bless him. Yeah, the new Uga will be boom a ten month old English bulldog. He will his be name, anointed this Saturday. His name is Boom? Yeah. Isn't that Will Muschamp's nickname? Is it after Will Muschamp? I don't know. Am, but... am I just making that up, by the way? Did I, I, I do... Ryan Hold Day on. dyes his beard. Will Muschamp is Boom. Boom. <laughs> oh, just starting, we're starting college football rumors. At this point, none of the college football... Maybe we started the CW rumor to have something to talk about on this um, podcast. Don't worry, Pac-12 fans. We made it up. It Muschamp seems like a joke. Also... Getting... Okay, no. His nickname is Coach Boom. I okay. think it's because he's a fucking lunatic, but his nickname um, is Coach Boom. Also, oh. a bit of news over the weekend. I don't know if you saw, but Christian McCaffrey got engaged to Olivia Colpo. I did see it. 
Not that old. And the fact that I used it as an opportunity to remind people that he didn't win the Heisman because people didn't stay up late to watch him play for Stanford since there's that. I saw that. I appreciate that you own that sector of Twitter. I really do. I really do. People know the brand. No, it's good. I mean, it's like Christian McCaffrey's been over it for years and I just like still cannot get over it. It's fine. It Um, is what it is. I know. I appreciate that. Um, I I do want a little sliver of NFL draft, and I actually want to talk generally about your uh, excitement for the draft. But first and foremost, the odds have actually been wild this year mm-hmm. for draft. So specifically, who's going to go number one overall? Uh, Bryce Young was like minus one fifty. Carolina traded up. There was rumors about it, like they really like C.J. Stroud, so the odds shifted back to Stroud. Now Bryce Young is minus three twenty to go first overall. So it's like heavy Stroud, or excuse me, heavy Young, and then Stroud second at plus 220. Um, To me, it's starting to feel like a foregone conclusion that Bryce Young is going to be first overall. Do you get those vibes at all? And I hope that's the right thing to do, by the way. That is the right thing to do. So I'm not surprised we're landing here. That's what I was going to say. I feel like we're getting back to it, like it evened itself out. We talk about this a lot with, with sports, but like there needed to be some conversation and so they were like hey let's pick a Florida quarterback to talk about for a couple weeks and then go back to what we know is tried and true and don't overthink it because we've talked about how you know some of this draft season stuff can be overthought a little bit and um the other side of this is I'm a 49ers fan so the draft to me like even day one doesn't really I'm like all right cool um but yeah I feel like it's a little I don't know. I just I, I don't feel like that many people are talking about the draft. It I, feels well, very strange. What, that's what I'm getting at too. And I'm normally really excited. Um, Me too. Uh and I'm not I will be excited. I love the draft. It does feel like there's some odd um is it I don't know. It, there's Energy. like a disconnect I have. There is weird vibes with the draft. Weird that's vibes. exactly what I'm feeling. I want to make sure that I wasn't alone. Um Eifer. I will be very excited. I normally drink heavily on draft night. I will bet heavily on draft night. Um, and But I'm not feeling it. And what are we, like two weeks away, right? Like, yeah. is it two weeks, two-ish weeks, I guess, depending on when people yeah. are listening? I don't know. It's just oh, not there right now. Um, but I will. I, I hope I will get there. I am fascinated by the quarterbacks as a whole. Anthony Richardson and Will Levis. Like, it's going to be, I think the draft is going to be extremely weird. And then that would be, you yes. also are still waiting for a quarterback to be drafted or to be traded to your team. Uh, yes. And maybe drafted, but mostly traded. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It's go- I feel like it's, it's going to happen. Um, it's, it's a little strange that it hasn't happened yet. Yeah. It was weird that it's taking so long. I just am ready for that too. Like, I've, and if that doesn't happen, oh my God. It would be the most Jets shit ever, by the way. It would just be maximum Jets. Um, yeah. I, I, will, I will find my draft. We'll do it. I'm sure we'll inject some draft stuff over the and next couple of weeks. Do you know what this means, though? It means that the night of the draft, it's actually going to be pretty hectic. I hope so. I mean, there yeah, should be I a think lot that, of trades. Like it, yeah, I feel like there might be a lot of chaos on the actual day itself because there's not a ton of lead up. I love Chris Sims. Uh, I do. I like Chris Sims a lot. Uh, he has Will Anderson ranked as like his fifth ranked edge rusher in this class. I got to make sure I saw that right. I watched it last night and I was genuinely pissed off. I like Chris. Chris is awesome. And actually, he's had some huge hits on Mahomes. Yeah. Really like Zach Wilson. Not so much there, but he's had some hits. Like 
Chris is like respected, but I gotta find the tweet. It like enraged me. Like I will jump in front of whatever you throw at Will Anderson to protect him from it. Like do not fuck with Will Anderson. And the fifth rank, I mean, come on. This is the part of the draft that pisses me off, Paige. We we yes. do all this shit, and then we like will will like Will Anderson's gonna drop to number like eight or nine for some stupid reason and wind up being awesome. So, um, don't do that. Don't let that happen. Love you, Chris, but what the fuck? Bad. Don't do that. Bad take. Don't do that. Um, okay. So, what else? Any random? No. I've got some, I've, I've got some Easter kid content. Um, so, um, I saw somebody on Twitter, like we did an Easter egg hunt in our backyard and uh-huh. um, somebody on Twitter was saying basically like dads like to say kids like, hey, there I see three eggs right here. I can't tell you how many times I said that on Sunday. We did a massive. I was so tired on Sunday night from Easter. It's it's become Christmas light. I have three kids, eight and under, and it has become like Christmas Junior, not in terms of overall gifts, but in terms of like general excitement. It has... It is it is exhausting. Easter was so, so tiring. I love Easter. Like it's probably one of my like top five holidays because I love a good brunch. I love a reason to get dressed up. I love a good day drinking situation. I love having my family all together. Big Irish Catholic family all together. Um it is one of my favorite days and we did it right this year the easter egg hunt was epic my mom always does like an adult one um and hides all like the the bigger eggs and then does like a a golden egg um but yeah it's definitely like a big holiday in my household but the chaos of easter egg hunts and the excitement behind like getting eggs for little kids is like wild i also could do without ufc having an awesome pay-per-view parlayed into early easter morning um kind of hung over in fact let's remove kind of right i severely and being hung over on easter is not fun no and um awesome ufc card awesome main event that was great less awesome at 6 25 in the morning in the morning dang you were up earlier yeah. than i was i got up to oh. watch soccer my team tied which and it felt like a loss honestly uh, yeah, it was early, but I do love it. And the kids are all in. And the other thing, the weather this week, two things about the weather. The weather here is, it, it's 70s, 75 all week. Uh, the lawn today. So the lawn content mm. on this podcast is about to get fucking significant. So spring cleanup day, aeration, power raking, dethatching, all going on right now. Dethatching? Yes. Yeah, so that's like. You know the dead grass you have from the winter, so it just digs up all the all the dead grass. It goes uh, critical, by the way, critical to green lawn management. So, yes. yeah, it's a little different here because for us, winter just means meant a lot of rain. So everything is green here now. Like everything, uh, everything is green, and it's also warm again, which is nice. We had a very light, mild winter, and we had a lot of rain, so our, everything is greener than it should be. But now I wanted to get this. Spring cleanup done. Malorganite is going down this week, pre-rain. Um, you could be making rock- up we- words, and I wouldn't know. We are thriving. 
the lawn is the lawn. This has a chance to be the year. Wow. To do they give awards in your um in your like county for like oh no like and, beautiful and yard? Jason, Jason has a beautiful yard too, and we are like cross. So it's there is some there is some um I would call it competition. I think we we feed off of each other for okay. the, for like and it's a great area of, of lawn. Like if you're walking your dog and you look left and you're right, you're like fuck, wow, yes. So um, I have a a very a hot topic that might be controversial, but I it's because I'm a dog person and I have a dog. People who put those signs on their lawn that say like no dumping, and it's a, like a dog, Jail. just make me so mad. Like I I'm a good responsible dog owner. I will pick up poop on the walk. But, like, putting up those signs, like, first of all, dog can't read. So, it has to go, it has to go. Second, like, don't be a dick. Like, that just yeah. bothers me so much when people have those signs. I don't like that. I uh, I don't mind dogs dumping, but I'm on, like, a, a turn, so I'll get a little manish here. Like, dogs, all good. And people pick up their shit, largely. So, thank you, people, for not being total douchebags. But I'm on the turn, and kids ride their bike through my lawn because I'm on a turn and it's not a huge slap <laughs> and that fucking pisses me off like if I could I would I would hunt them down and say not not anything physical but like it's getting bad and podcast I'd be like hey man could you please not do that I would hunt them down and have a very polite you conversation would? I just like imagine you like hunting them down and like swiping some sweat from your brow being like hey man cigar me, young man buddy what the fuck like that yeah, would be buddy me. if you buddy. could not also, this is very random and very behind the curtain, but in an email thread this week at work, we were discussing like best flavor of donuts, which is very serious business. Um, and mm. I mentioned that I love to dip donuts in coffee. Like that is like, I love it. And I always joke that I should have been a cop. And someone was like, I could see that with primer, but like with you, it just doesn't fit. And then I was it's like, like a, it's an old And then someone thing. said, they, yeah, someone, they basically spitballed into the idea of us doing a buddy cop show, which I think would be great. I think I we think can sell I that. To I the think CW, we, probably. The CW, yeah, yeah, right? <laughs> right after Pac-12. Uh, <laughs> right I, after Pac-12 football, two podcast hosts fight crime and do coffee. <laughs> I, uh, you know, I'm, I, here's the thing about the donut and coffee. I haven't really done it, so I'm not going to complete, I love coffee. I love coffee. So you like donuts? I, sh- I love, like, a fuck yeah. <laughs> it's America, goddammit. But coffee, I really love. But I just feel like those things by themselves are great. There's yeah, no but need together, to cross the streams. Like... No, I'm going to give this. You know what we should do? I will do a instant review on the pod of doing a live a, taste test. A live taste test. That would actually it has to be, be great. like a good like. Do you like a chocolate old fashioned? You know, here's the thing though. When you mentioned your favorite type of donut, I don't have a good answer for that right now. Like chocolate I don't... old fashioned is my favorite. I like a maple bar because that one's good for dunking purposes. Um, Maple's pretty good. I do like a jelly-filled donut, too. No. I, what? Just a straight up no. Like, No again. raspberry-filled no. glazed donut? No. No, no, no. Are you bad just, on your mind? No, I, I just don't think, again, if I want jelly, I'm going to eat a sandwich, a peanut butter. I don't even like jelly, though. Like, period. You don't like jelly? Do you no, eat no. I uh, you don't I, eat Uncrustables? That's a lie. You're a dad. Well, all right. So, so that is the <laughs> one. 
so when I was a kid, okay, I got a I got a story. Um, <laughs> my mom hacked me the wrong lunch, okay, and I didn't like jelly, and it was in preschool. Okay, I this is in New Jersey. Go back many many years, and I remember they my teacher made me try it, and I threw up all over the table <laughs> with all of the fucking kids, and I'm still. 35 years later, broken from that moment. Like, what a bitch, by the way. Sorry, but what a bitch. Just eat it? Like, you can't do that shit now. You'll fucking, you'll get canceled. Like, telling a kid to eat his fucking sandwich? Like, haunted. You can't have peanut butter in schools these days. You know what, though? She (laughs) fucked up. She fucked up. I ate the sandwich, and then I ruined lunch for everyone. Like, like... That's so. I'm sorry that I'm laughing at your childhood trauma. That is, I should have yeah. been more um, so better there, but I couldn't. I, how is. we got there for jelly donuts? <laughs> I don't know, but and jelly. I I didn't know that you didn't like jelly. Now that I know, like that's a good I, but, knowledge. But your your uncrustable point is a valid one because uncrustables I can do. Like, there's okay. somehow they are free of this hate. Um, my kid. And maybe because what flavor jelly? of jelly was it? Um, it was grape. It was grape jelly. Okay, I don't um, really love grape jelly. Red raspberry is the best jelly. Uh, you know, they have, like, again, I don't eat jelly. Made peanut butter jelly sandwiches the week. They have just the squeeze bottle now. It's a little, yeah. I don't know. It seems like a little much. Like, nothing wrong with <laughs> a knife. Like, and, and and Seems also, like a little lazy on the kid's last part. <laughs> rant, my last rant in a series of rants. If you're going to use the knife with peanut butter, don't fucking use, don't go back and forth between the peanut butter and jelly. Oh, do like, not get it in either. I hate that. You, you, you need separate knives. Like... Don't yeah, don't it's okay. Up. No, I absolutely agree. I also um, I don't know how we got there. Wow. We yeah, that really just spiraled, which is classic us, but a good way to end the podcast. I was gonna start another again by saying what's the best condiment, but we will save that for next week's random shit. I can tell you right now this is gonna be a struggle. And I think you're gonna yeah, be mad at me. I'm gonna give I'm gonna give you some time. I'm gonna give you some time. If you say ketchup, just don't come don't show up to the podcast next week. If you say ketchup I got some work. <laughs> I got some work to do. Oh, gosh. What I is got, wrong with you? I don't know, man. I'm sorry. It's This is like my oh. childhood nightmares all coming out all at once. I can't believe I, I told that it. story. I don't know if I've ever told that story publicly. I mean, Fucked look, up. this is a safe Fucked space. Up daycare. That's, yeah, that's messed I wonder, up. I hope, I wonder I hope if she any listens the, to this. I hope she, she listens to this podcast. <laughs> probably 80 years old. Jesus, that's horrifying too. But like, do you think the other kids are fucked up from that? Like, yeah, man, the kids took a bite of a sandwich and just fucking threw up all over the place. I mean, did any other kids throw up? Because sometimes when kids see other kids throw up, they barf. No, in my mind, right, you have these memories of these weird things. And I remember the projectile and then it goes black. Thank God I don't see faces of kids who are like <laughs> mortified. Um, So... Yeah, I'm glad we opened it up. This is like therapy so, to me. Next week, yeah, I'll, this we'll is... live another childhood trauma. Yep, <laughs> not next week's episode. Goddamn, age falling five. Off a swing. We're traumatized to an age yeah, five. Yeah, now <laughs> we started it. Why I have four. no friends now? Um, <laughs> uh, all right, so next week we will talk draft and whatever the hell else yes. happens. Spring games. I do want to see. Yes, Colorado we'll has a spring that. game coming up, which is somewhat interesting. I don't think I anyone's going to be able to watch it or has heard that they have a spring game. Aren't they the only one that's televised? Yeah, I was joking. That was sarcasm. Oh man, that's not a good way to. Uh, <laughs> it's I not mean, a good look. Just fucking me, softball. <laughs> <laughs> all right. 
for Paige. I'm Adam. We'll see you guys.